Welcome to Cauldron of Worlds. Episode 7, Developing a Cosmology. Well, hello and welcome to Cauldron Worlds. I'm Chad Corey. And let me just get this out of the way real quick. A little plug I wanted to put out here for those who might not be aware. Return of the Wizard King, the first book in the Wizard King trilogy, is coming out in about a month from now, September 15th. And it is going to be in available in all the stores, online, I guess in comic book stores, even internationally. So... Of course, with Amazon and other online places, you can get it just about anywhere, too. But it will be in bookstores, I'm told, uh, internationally as well, at least electronically, hopefully physically as well. But I want to make people aware of it, see if it's something you might be interested in. You can certainly go to my webpage, chadcorey.com, and look at the information for the book. There's uh, reviews, sample chapters, actual sample audio that's read for you. Take a listen to that if you're curious, and see if it's something that you think you'd be interested in checking out further. And if it is something you have an interest in but don't know if you necessarily want to go to a store and pick it up yourself, I would also present the option of having the library be a solution for you. I uh, certainly get a hold of them and see if they can order in the book for you or request it as a patron. And many times, like nine times out of ten, they will they will do so. And not only does that benefit you, who gets a chance to take it out without kind of a minimal risk, I guess you can say, but also allows other people who might not know about me or the book or anything in general a chance to find it and come across it and see if they're interested in as well. And again, they should be able to order in the print copy, audio, or digital, or all three, whatever the preferences for the people requesting it. So whatever your preference is for getting uh, fiction entertainment, that's uh, available as well. I will be doing an update to the schedule. I am planning on doing some type of book tour, promotional event of some type. We'll see how things pan out. I've been having a pretty good venture so far following up and checking up with some people here. I want to be finishing up that in the next couple of weeks here and make sure everything's official before the book launches. So if that isn't of an interest to you as well, I would encourage you to check out my website and also keep your eye on the social media. And if you are subscribed to the email, I should be sending something out in the not too distant future with another update on that. Okay, so that's the update there on how things are going with the book. Now let's get into today's episode. And as you can tell from the title, we're going to be taking a very, I guess, large topic here. And again, in the pattern we've been doing in the past year, we are still pursuing the macro to micro approach of world building and world design. But as I said in previous episodes, I'll reiterate again, this is not something where I'm going to be able to get into the real nitty gritty of every fine minutia that is this concept. I'm just going to be touching on some high points and really more or less kind of what we used to call thickening the air for you getting the, the, the possibilities there in your mind and allowing you the opportunity to maybe do some brainstorming on your own, do some more research, and see what works best for you. Because again, as I keep saying, I don't know your world setting, and you might be doing more than one world setting in the future here too. So this is more or less like a little bit of a primer, just a basic overview or a guide to kind of get you thinking on some different levels that you might not have readily been thinking about, but also maybe you want to check some boxes and make sure you get everything done for the basics. And again, you can research and get into more detail on this on your own as it benefits your particular project. So what is a cosmology? In general, it's just an overarching word that combines all the aspects of how everything got started, the basic premise of your universe or cosmos, if you want to call it that. The basic parameters, I guess, are the outline of your world or universe or whatever you want to call it. 
And you'll see there's a couple different ways we can kind of define that as we move forward here in this particular episode. Generally, you don't really necessarily have to have a super detailed cosmology. It's always good to have a rough thumbnail when you start out. And sometimes it might be something that is a genesis or the touchstone for your world, as we talked about previously. Maybe you want to have a, a no planets. Maybe it's just an open dimension, or maybe it's one planet, or a planet with several moons, or a dual planet type of thing, where it orbits you know, itself kind of thing, or weird concepts like that. So that might be a part of your touchstone or premise or idea that kind of begins the foundations of your world setting. So that might be, like I said, already something you already have some inkling of moving forward. But in general, having a rough thumbnail sketched out idea of how everything came to be and what the basic operating parameters are of your universe or world setting would be a very good place to, to do the next step here and kind of kind of defines not only the functionality of your world, but also how things are going to operate with things we come into contact with next, whether it's you know deities or other planes or monsters or creatures or seasons, time, light, you know, all, all the usual things that we take for granted in our own world, those are all things that, that could be and maybe are affected by the choices you make in the cosmic sense of the word. So let's go over some basic concepts. I already touched a little bit on a few of them. What you can look at for some ideas for cosmology. Obviously the most common one is what we recognize in our own universe, which is planets and solar systems and galaxies and you know, things, stars and, and comets and all the things scattered across this vast ocean of, you know, awesome, whatever is <laughs> cosmic stuff. And that is basically what many people have done. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's a very friendly, easy to approach, understand and operate within framework that you can use for your world setting. I've done it myself for just about everything I've done. It's, it's a very easy thing to latch onto and very easy for readers or people interacting with your world to get a hold of in concept as well. That is uh, the general sense. Now there's some variations of that. You can have, like I said before, maybe it's a one planet solar system, maybe a larger star or even a smaller star that has just one planet orbiting the star. Or maybe the planet actually is a combination of two or more planets where the planets just basically orbit themselves. And that's kind of its own little mini solar system within a solar system kind of thing. Or you can have multiple moons or satellites or just maybe some type of weird comets that kind of act as moons that aren't really they kind of just have an orbit themselves that kind of rotates around the planet and again you can have planets with rings planets without rings you have large planets small planets planets that are more hostile than, than our own planets that are more habit habitable than our own you know it runs the whole gamut in between them and then of course you can have different types of suns and stars and you could have a binary system a trinary system which means more than one star you could have stars that maybe rotate around outside of the cosmos or the, the solar system in, in just weird and unique ways. So it's a lot of different things you can play around with. I mean, you could also go the other extreme and say, hey, I want a planet that, that I want a solar system that has like tons of planets with tons of moons. So you have a whole bunch of stuff in the sky that could be a part of the history or the storyline that you want to incorporate or evoke in your, your world setting giving you some foundational elements there for story and other creative aspects you could explore. So again, all this stuff again is laying the foundation in some different ways for what you can further exploit and develop in either the overall narrative or the overall concept and purpose of the world setting. So that's the basic cosmic concept as we, we understand it. Now, some other things that people have done in the past and we can also explore as well, again, in a very thumbnail type of way here, is looking at 
things like different universes. I know it was very popular in comic books and other places where you have what's called a multiverse, where you basically have more than one universe. So you could have like universe A, which would be something that you'd recognize with your world setting. And then there'd be like a universe B, which is like, it could be an exact copy of it, an exact duplicate, or it could be a mirror image. It could be slightly off some way. And that could be one of maybe multiple, multiple universes. So that's another fun way to kind of maybe do a world design concept because maybe some of those multiverses have the ability to interact with your own universe. And so, or maybe there's a disaster in another alternate reality that allows them this opportunity to kind of flood into your known reality. And so there's conflict and challenge there. Or maybe you can take it what uh, some games have done like uh, Dungeons and Dragons and things like that, where they their concept of a multiverse is different planes of reality interact. Basically, a different universe is out there, and they can kind of be contacted and interact with with people through magic spells, other divine interventions, or just cosmic happenstance and things like that. So again, that could allow a lot of story, a lot of narrative, and especially depending upon how the things differ with the alternate realities. I mean, you could do the classic where everyone who is supposedly good has an evil opposite doppelganger on the different multiverse and they somehow interact or switch places or you could do, you know, the, the, the sex or gender swap where you have, you know, the female version of the male version in this universe or you could do where everyone is an animal version instead of the human. Or, you know, there's a whole lot of different ways you can incorporate that and change it around however you want to incorporate it and change it around, I guess. So that's that's another possibility, the multiverse concept. Another one that's kind of on a similar vein, I guess you can say, is the idea of different dimensions. And this really, I don't think I've seen it done a whole lot, but the idea is that there are different, it's kind of the concept of the multiverse, but it's everything is just a vast dimension. It's just a vast plane of reality or existence, or I guess it could be a very tiny different aspect of reality as well. But basically, it isn't really a planet necessarily, although it could be, but usually it's just this never-ending expanse of reality going off in all directions, and it's just, that's it. That's reality. And so there's not really a cosmic sense in the sense that there's planets and things out there, although there could be, but generally it's just, you're. it's like if you were to live on Earth, and Earth just never ended. It just kept going on in all directions. And, you know, terrain would vary if you wanted it to. But it doesn't have to, but it could certainly do that if you wanted it. But it would just keep going, and there'd be no end to it, and just be an infinite dimension. And that would be where you could have your, your cosmology as well. It's kind of a different concept. It's not too far removed from maybe what people were thinking back in some parts of our own history in the medieval or, or dark ages or things around that time because people didn't always necessarily know. And yeah, you can get the, you can see why they could think that because you know you keep going far enough, you eventually come to the other side of the world, so it's, it just kind of keeps going. So, but there, but there really wouldn't be a concept of another side of the world. You just, you would just keep going. You'd never really reach the end of where you're walking and turn around and come eventually back, circle back to where you've started from to begin with. You just go on infinitely. So that opens up a whole new realm of possibilities as far as story, development, history, all that kind of stuff. Because if you have an ever-going migration in, in just one direction you could go and cover a lot of ground and there'd be a lot of stuff in the background, a lot of history that could easily be forgotten or just never seen again. 
in that part of the uh, the dimension because people keep going in the same direction. So there's a lot of things you can play around with there and have some interesting dynamics in that. And of course, you can mix and match all these different ideas together for whatever suits you for your preferences. I mean, maybe it is a multiverse, but the multiverse of dimensions, which is kind of more or less what some of the aspects of, like I said earlier, Dungeons and Dragons runs on in some ways. But you could do your own. I mean, you could have different dimensions, and maybe those different dimensions are different realities of, you know, it could be a moral compass, where if you go a different dimension, it'd be more like a heavenly realm, different dimensions would be more like a hellish realm, or it could be more like a, a military type of mindset, or more wildlife, or more development. I mean, there's a whole lot of things and fun stuff you could change around with that as well. But I haven't, like I said, I haven't really seen a lot of concepts played out yet with the never-ending dimension idea, just because it is, there are some challenges with it. Like I said, it's so big and so nebulous. And it's also, you know, how do you map that out? It's a never-ending, <laughs> never-ending sprawl of space. So, that, you know, but if you can find ways around that, it's a very interesting concept that you can get into. And there obviously are benefits, too, because you have basically have never-ending space. Now, of course, you could twist that around. You could say, well, maybe part of that dimension is entropy is kind of consuming it. And so it is always in a state of flux, and maybe that part you're fleeing is constantly being dissolved or destroyed, and so you're always having to move forward into this ever-expansive landscape. And so in that sense, maybe you're always this pioneering type of mindset or this exploring type of mindset because there's always new land and new territory that's being developed and appearing there, basically, and you have to go in and conquer it and you know, lay claim to it or whatever you have you and explore it, settle it, that kind of stuff. So that might be a different type of dynamic, a different type of story you could explore and uh, really kind of flesh out in some interesting ways for your world setting. Now, some more bizarre or unique ways of doing a world setting as well. It could be maybe the reality that you're looking to develop is a what we could call a pocket dimension or a pocket universe. It's a very small macro or sorry, micro universe inside a larger universe. So for example, maybe it is this whole universe exists in the gem of a ring, which is sitting on the finger of a, of a giant or a god. And so now you have this whole weird, bizarre reality in which your universe exists in a much smaller aspect of a much larger universe. Or maybe the pocket universe exists in a very small region. Maybe it's just like a size of a what we consider a state in the U.S. or an island outside of it and it exists in this vast expanse of nothingness. And so you go outside the nothingness and you fall off into an abyss or what have you. Or maybe you have the old concept of, you know, the the flat earth, which sits on top of a series of elephants, you know, four elephants for each corner, which sits on top of a giant turtle or whatever the case might be. And all the water and stuff that flows off just, you know, kind of cascades down like waterfalls and somehow finds its way back into the, the ecosystem, as it were. And all these planets are not really planets, but just flat disks, and they just kind of exist in a, a different concept of reality as, as we understand it. And just to throw some other wrinkles in your thought process there, you also have the classic tropes, I guess you can call them, where your universe or cosmos could be freshly formed, giving everything a new sparkly, explorative, friendly, view of of life and existence where you get everything's new and awesome and just waiting to be explored and, and checked out or it could also be the other extreme of that where it is coming to an end and everything is dying and it's fading out and crumbling away and, and stuff like that or you can have something in between where it's 
you know, a mix of the two ideas. So again, there's a lot of different concepts on, on the idea of cosmology. You can again mix and match whatever you think works best for you. Transitioning now beyond this, these basic ideas of how your, your cosmology could be structured, let's talk about some basic things about what is a cosmic question you can ask yourself, and that is how does the cosmos work? How was it established? And again, we have a couple different concepts on that. The traditional take, of course, is that you could have more of a deistic type of concept where you have the gods or, or space aliens or whatever the case might be, super powerful beings or whatever, coming in and either altering with or creating the whole concept of the cosmos to begin with. Maybe they establish some basic principles and let the thing take off and go from there. Maybe they were more hands-on and continue to monitor and and direct the paths of different things and different concepts along the way throughout the, the years. Maybe there are, like we said, these divine beings that came in and had a concept where they, they war with each other and they're warring, their, their death at the end of the war created the universe, or maybe the warring destroyed the old universe and so they had to create a new one after it was destroyed. You get the idea. So that's kind of more of the deistic or the supernatural type of element for the cosmology. And of course, choosing that will determine how it was created, and then some of the framework and the foundations upon which everything functions from there on out. Because obviously if it was created, then there's some purpose behind it. There's some elements of that in the visual aspects of the cosmos, and there's a, a basic premise behind it that there's a reason for certain things to exist, and it'd be your job to figure out why things are the way they are, and maybe put some stories behind them, which can be fun. It could be myths and legends, but also could be some elements that would be important for the world setting going on and help establish some basic parameters for however things supposed to function. The other side of the coin, of course, is the more atheistic or agnostic type of concept where there is nothing, there is no supernatural or preternatural aspect of the creation of the cosmos. It just kind of happened. And how it happened and why it happened, that's again totally up to you. It could be a natural cycle of things, maybe just things like a clock wind up and then after a period of time they kind of wind down and then they have to kind of wind back up again and then wind back down. That's the concept there. Or you could do something where it was just like we said, randomly happened. No one really knows why. There's no rhyme or reason for it. It's just kind of, it kind of is. Or, you know, a combination of anything we've talked about already. Again, it's very kind of hard to pin down what your particular needs are for your world setting, but I'm just giving you some basic ideas to think on for what you might want to do for your own world. So depending upon how you create your cosmology, what you create obviously will determine the narrative, the story of how everything is, why it is there, why it functions. Some of the other things you want to take into consideration when you're building the cosmology is how do the basic building blocks of reality as we know it function in this cosmology? Are they just the same as we know them in our universe or reality? you know, gravity, time, space, light, all that fun stuff, or are there some variations to it that are different in some ways? Maybe uh, one fun thing, of course, is like maybe you can actually go out into outer space beyond the planets and you could actually breathe. You could actually exist. How that is, again, that's really up to you, depending upon how you built the, the cosmology. Or maybe it's a very, very hostile environment and you can't get very far outside of the, the planets or disks or whatever, or dimensions, whatever it is, without suffering some catastrophic or very detrimental effect to your health or reality or existence. And then of course you can play around with the concepts of gravity and light and energy and radiation and 
and all that fun stuff, and either altering it or changing it for different reasons or purposes, for different regions or areas, I guess you can say, as well, or keeping it the same. In many cases, most people are going to be comfortable keeping gravity the same. Many people are going to be comfortable keeping the way light works and radiation works and all that kind of stuff the same because, again, it's, it's easy, it's familiar, and, and people are, are readers and people are interacting with your world are going to find it easier to interact with and relate to on some levels. But you can certainly do things where like the gravity might be really different and people can jump or move around differently than they could before on different planets or maybe it's really heavy and they gotta really find ways to get around it. Maybe flight is kinda challenging them because of the difference in gravity or maybe it's really easy given the difference in gravity allowing people to build cities in the skies with very little effort and so on and so forth. Again you get the idea just, just altering certain little elements of the cosmology in, in even some minor ways can create some very interesting and fun narrative aspects and creative aspects that you can use. And with that I think we'll bring this episode to a close. Again it was never going to be a very very minutia rich extremely detailed discussion today but I wanted to get your brain thinking like I said about some different concepts ideas and ways you can incorporate even some minor changes and, and tweaks here and there to make something unique even if it's sharing a similar format that we know in our own reality. And I would certainly encourage you to go research and get more information about these topics. Of course, the internet is a very rich resource right there, but you know, go to the library, go to bookstores and things, research some, some old textbooks and things if you want to, too, science-related things and stuff, if there's an interest for more information and detail on that. And of course, look at other worlds and things that have been created and see how they did things, and maybe you'll find some things you like or things you don't like, or maybe you can change your alter in some way that suits your preferences or or need for your world setting. The main thing is just to have fun and enjoy the process because if you're not enjoying it, chances are no one else will enjoy it when it's finally done as well. This podcast is copyright Chad Corey. All rights reserved.